Hello, my name is Jackie Davidson. And my name is Lisa Parker. And welcome back to the John Gosling Cookbook Podcast. So today, Lisa, we're going to have a go at uh, plum pudding. So I'll read the recipe from the book. A plum pudding. Take the crust of a stale loaf and cut it into thin slices. Put it in a stew pan with a pint of new milk. Set it over a stove till it is quite hot. Then beat it up till it is quite soft like pap. Then salt it and put in seven eggs. Grate in almost a whole nutmeg and about as much ginger. Then put in a pound of raisins and half a pound currants, about a pound and a half of small chopped suet, a gill of brandy, then mix it all together and with a little flour to thicken it, then butter your pan well and bake it. Mrs. Stainbank. So Lisa, those are quite a lot of ingredients in there so we're going to halve it yes I yeah. reckon we should okay yeah, send a lot of ingredients like the seven eggs and half a pound of currants and a pound of raisins that does sound, seem like it would cook a lot okay yeah. so we're going to go for half a pint of milk then okay three eggs yeah half a nutmeg yeah and the same of ginger 225 grams of raisins uh, 115 grams of currants 225 grams of suet and I think we're going to use three fluid ounce of brandy so a gill of brandy uh, which was mentioned in the recipe is five fluid ounce so but we're going to go for three fluid ounce so shall we start then shall yeah, we go let's for make the, a start, uh, yeah. the crust of a stale yeah. loaf all right let's chop this up So there's not too many instructions really on this, is no, there? No, not at all. Um, so we really are just going to uh, give it a go and see how it turns out. Yeah. Elizabethan times, a plum pudding would have contained meat along with prunes, which are dried plums, as well as currants and spices. These dishes were known as plum potage, and it wasn't just plum puddings that would have contained meat, dried fruits and spices. Mince pies also at this time contained meat as well as dried fruits and spices. And in fact, there is a recipe in the book for mince pies which does contain a meat ingredient along with spices and dried fruits. And I'll read that out a bit later. How are we doing there? Yeah, yeah, that's all chopped up, cut into thin slices. Yeah, that'll be fine. That looks good to me, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna put this in a stew pan with, um, we're going to use half a pint of milk, as I say, we're halving this recipe. Pop it in a stew pan, did you say? Yeah, so pop it in a stew pan with half a pint of milk and set it over a stove till it is quite hot. And then beat it up until it is quite soft like pap. Just measuring out half a pint of milk. Mm-hmm. And you've gone for whole milk, haven't you, Lise? Yes, yeah, right. which is as it would have been at the time. So we've put it on the stove uh, and when it is quite hot we're going to beat it up until it is quite soft like pap and we're going to add a little bit of salt in as well. Okay, I'll just add some salt. While you're doing that, Lise, I'll read out this recipe that's also in the book for mince pies which does contain these. So the recipe in the book is to make minced pies. 
and the recipe for that is take beef suet four pounds two pounds of tongs six pounds of currants mace nutmeg cinnamon each a quarter of an ounce cloves half as much the peels and juice of three lemons four pippins one pound of sugar candy orange peel and sack as you please now presumably the tongs would have been ox tongs and just a little note sack is a sweet fortified wine and a fortified wine has had a spirit added to it to help preserve it so you can see from that recipe for mince pies the meat content but obviously with our recipe for plum pudding uh, the meat has obviously been taken out of this this recipe long ago starting to mush up quite nicely isn't it yeah just starting to get hotter now what do you think later on i'm putting it in the oven what's uh, what's your thoughts on what temperature to go in at to heat the oven to how long has it got to be on for <clears throat> well up. of course it doesn't actually say it doesn't that actually all say, she says it? at the end is and bake it <laughs> <laughs> it's very vague um I suppose we can try about half an hour, can't we? can try about half an hour, can't we? Okay. And then... Um, Go quite hot with the oven? Or, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless we go at 180. Should we go at 180? Yeah, go at 180 and yeah. see how that goes. See how that goes. About 30 minutes. I presume we can keep checking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just check as we go along, can't we? Because that's the only thing with these recipes. There's not much. Uh, there's not much, much to go on, is to there? Go really? on, no, no. We could try 160 mm-hmm. for 30 minutes, and then see how we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gone like say that's like pappy, isn't it? Would you say? Uh, quite soft, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Just like it says in the recipe, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've been looking ahead at this recipe, haven't we, Lisa? Yeah. And obviously the only instruction at the end is bake it. That's right. So we've actually looked at a bread and butter pudding, a modern day recipe. Uh, because obviously traditionally with a Christmas pudding or plum pudding, you would boil it. Now, she's not saying to boil this recipe. She's saying specifically to bake it. So we've looked at a modern day recipe for bread and butter pudding. Now, for that, you would cook it at 180 degrees for an hour and a half. So, we're going to use that as a rough guide, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is ready now. Okay. Um, the milk and the uh, the bread's gone soft. It's gone to pap. Okay. Um, so, so, how many eggs are you going to pop to this? Yeah, because it does say seven, doesn't it? So, shall we go with... What, three eggs? Yeah. Yeah? Just give me three eggs. There we are. Okay. So give it a good mix around. And what's the next ingredients to add, Jackie? Um, so grating almost a whole nutmeg. So just half a nutmeg half then? Half a nutmeg and the same amount again of ginger. And then also adding the raisins and the currants. But again, you've halved the ingredients on that, haven't you? Okay. 
getting a whole nutmeg and then only having half of it. There we go. So that's about half yeah, the jet. Half a bit more. So I'll mix that in. Smell the eggs. Mm. <laughs> My next thing says ginger. Is the next one. Okay. the same. I think that's enough. What do you say, Jack? I think so, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I've got the currants first. So I just need to measure that out. What's the amount of the currants again, Jackie? So we're going to go for 225 grams. Oh, you've got the currants first, haven't you? That's right, 115 sorry. grams then for the currants. Brilliant. And, how much and then we... 225 grams of raisins. Add that to the mixture, yeah. We can throw that in, and then that will be followed by the chopped suet and the brandy. Oh, there's an awful lot of fruit in there, isn't it? Look at that. Oh, this is going to be a very rich. So now I need to measure out the um, chopped suet. Chopped suet, yeah. So we're going to go for 225 grams on the chopped suet. Great. I think it was wise to have these ingredients, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
the next thing is the brandy. And the it? last thing to go in is the brandy. So it's so much brandy free fluid in this. Yeah. Oh, smell like that. <laughs> going to be so rich. This is, isn't it? So we're just heating it all up together now. We've added the brandy. We're mixing it all together and it does say to add a little flour to thicken it. So we have got some plain flour that we can add to that. Yeah. We've got a bit of tablespoon of flour. I smell the brandy. Mm. Okay, I'll grease yep. the, um, the tin that we're going to yep. use. I'm so glad that the, the meat content is no longer in this recipe, Liz. <laughs> I think the reason that there was meat in this recipe and they would add the spices and the dried fruits was to help preserve the dish for a, a longer lifespan, which obviously they would have needed with uh, food going back uh, to those times, Elizabethan times. But uh, I think we're all really pleased that the, the meat content has disappeared from this recipe. <laughs> and what's left behind is just the dried fruits and the spices. Needs to be a little bit more thicker. What do you think? Mm -hmm. A bit more flour. Yeah, because it looks flour. Yeah, funny, doesn't it? Well, that's better, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Didn't we? 180 degrees, yes, yeah. Because as we said earlier, we're not going to boil this pudding, we're going to bake it as is stated in the original recipe. Okay, I'm just going to pop it into the tin we're going to use now. Okay, so that tin's been buttered. If that's just the right texture, yeah, looks good, looks good. So with this recipe, gradually over time in the 17th and 18th century, the meat element of the pudding and pies were replaced with just the fruit and spices that we know today. But the word plum pudding stayed with the recipe, but really it is referencing the past history that the dish once contained dried plums. Look at that, just the right amount as well. Yeah, for the, that's uh, the fantastic, absolutely. And a plum pudding is associated with Christmas and plum pudding is another name for Christmas pudding which ties in with the minced pies in the John Gosling book. This was a traditional Christmas fare although Christmas puddings were boiled as we say with this recipe it does specifically say to bake it. I brought along uh, a sixpence 
as with these dishes a small silver charm would be added to the pudding to bring good fortune and luck for the year ahead although not not good fortune for the person who bit into it who got that slice <laughs> but there we go so the sixpence is in lease fantastic yeah yeah all in the dish in there, yeah. yeah so we're going to put it into the preheated oven now at 225 degrees 180 degrees 180 degrees now we're going to play it by ear aren't we on timings yeah we're going to check it we're going to give it an hour and a half but it may need longer but we'll see there we go so we've taken the plum pudding out of the oven we've allowed it to cool a little bit yeah you're going to attempt to get it out the uh, the tin lace yeah we, we did reduce the temperature uh by about 20 degrees didn't we we reduced it to 160 yeah um, for the last half an hour because it looked like it was uh cooking, yeah, a, bit cooking a bit quickly yeah yeah so what i'm going to okay. do now i'm going to get it out of the um the tin and put it on a plate Was that hot? <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit. <laughs> Why on earth I never got a tea, a tea towel to try and turn it over? Mm. Right, try again. Here we go. Second time lucky. This is where it all collapses on us now. <laughs> Let me turn it over and put it on a plate. Ooh. The current just dropped on the floor. It looks like it's not going to sit flat though, doesn't it? Hey! Well, I never. Oh, so, it's come out okay actually. Not too bad. Not too bad. It looks like it's lost the top. It's like stuck to the bottom of the pan a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah. not too bad, is it really? No, no, very nice. It looks like it's all definitely cooked in the centre, doesn't mm. it? Shall we have a nibble of a little bit, please? Let's we'll see what we then, think. Shall we? Let's go for it. We'll have a bit out of the pan. It's left in the pan. We're getting the little bits out the bottom oh, of the pan. Taste the um, the nutmeg. Mm -hmm. Can you? Yeah. The ginger probably could have done with using greaseproof paper. Actually, I know mm -hmm. it wasn't around then, but we're just sticking with mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. the recipe what it says. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What well, happened to say? Tastes all right. Actually. It tastes all right, doesn't it? Yeah. I found the six months lease. Yay! <laughs> she got it. <laughs> Hope you made a wish. It's fruity. It's spicy. Tastes like a fruitcake Christmas pudding doesn't it it does yeah mm. yeah definitely I mean we've baked it yeah definitely elements there of a bread pudding yeah isn't there yeah there is but it certainly worked hasn't it by baking it mm. as Mrs Stainsbank did, Stains Bank did yeah. in, in her recipe so yeah you couldn't eat much of it because it's quite rich isn't it it is rich isn't it mm. yep like a Christmas pudding mm -hmm. so we've left it in for an hour and a half yeah well the only thing we have to say about this a little bit of it has stuck in the bottom of the pan yeah um that we cooked it in so if we had used greaseproof paper it would have come out much easier mm. but uh, still the majority of it has come out and yeah. uh, looking good so yeah another interesting recipe so uh thanks for listening thank you and thank you and we'll join us again for another podcast from the john gosling cookbook thank you bye-bye thanks bye-bye